Previously on that Cthulhu John. I want to go to a psychic near where I live. You look through the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. It just says uh, psychic on south. Hello, this is Miss Selena. Your aunt is in grave danger. She is going to be visited by an evil spirit. Or perhaps already has been visited by it. Were you doing anything with that scroll of Russian? I mean, his thought would be to try to translate it bit by bit. M Millie's in the hospital. She's okay. You're still working on your translations and repair of the statue. This is uh, Detective Luke Thompson. I work homicide and missing persons. And since she is no longer a missing person and has turned up alive, this is no longer my case. So thank you for not contacting me ever again. The dice told me he was lying. Okay, who is it? Oh, hey, Lenny, it's Heather. Is that how you answer your phone? My Aunt Millie is alive. No way. I mean, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Can I hug her now? Like, and I run over, because she's not all dead. And she hugs you back. It actually feels like a kind of a strong hug. The last thing I remember was being at home, and suddenly someone broke into my house. We could probably get you out of here within less than a week there, Millie. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for That Cthulhu John, Episode 8. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore, and with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hey, everybody. Chuck. Yeah. And Jenny. Hi. All right, guys. So when we left off last, uh, Heather and Lenny were coming back from roxborough hospital having just uh visited millie and kind of filled her in on what was going on before she went missing or during the time that she was missing rather and on the way back heather kind of had an idea to maybe check out the list of people that were at the auction just to kind of further investigate into what happened with the statue and everything so heather you had that idea to maybe do that uh you think to yourself also you probably left some stuff at the auction uh in the coat check and whatnot yeah my fake fur coat of my course to be a fancy lady of course because you're dressed like a fancy lady <laughs> so you're in lenny's car do you ask lenny to drop you off there or or to take you there or anything i mean that's wouldn't that be like kind of a hike i like i don't know to no, you're coming, you're coming back from Roxborough Memorial Hospital. Roxborough's not too far from Val Kenwood. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. I would seem like... I seem like a little bit of a mooch. Like, not a, not yeah. a problem. Alright. Alright, so you guys take a swing by Ventucci Art Gallery. As you pull up uh, nearer there, the corner space that it occupies, you see that the front window has been all boarded up, taped over, and... There's still some glass shimmering that you can see around the outside of it, or perhaps it's ice. Not quite sure right now. It's still very cold. But you get to Ventucci Art Gallery, and uh, the front door is still open. Like a jar? 
No, no, like like they're open for business. Yeah, they're still yeah. open for business. Uh, as you guys walk into it, you see that there is still the front podium where someone usually greets you, but there's no one there right now. A lot of the display walls look like they have been set back upwards, straight up. Mm-hmm. You don't see as many works of art that are up on these walls or uh, sculptures or anything. You see far fewer than you did last time you were here, uh, ostensibly because they may have gotten damaged during the storm or whatever the wild animal attack was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is there anyone there to like that we that I can see? As you walk in, you hear a door slam in the back of the art gallery, and a guy runs up to the front. It was a uh, oh, whew. Uh, sorry, we we weren't expecting any uh, any people coming in right now. Uh, 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 can I help you with anything? Uh, yeah, I was uh, here the night of the uh, uh, disturbance. And, uh, the I left, auction. <laughs> the auction. Um, and I left my coat here. Look, looking for a jacket. Oh, I see. Um, well, I could go to the coat check and get it to you. Can you describe the coat for me? Do you have the ticket? No, I don't have the ticket. Um, it's a, like, knee-length leopard print mock fur jacket. <laughs> okay, uh, let me go see. That shouldn't be hard to find. <laughs> it's really nice. So he goes to the back. Uh, give me another intelligence roll real quick. Both? Both. 50. 20. Huh? All right, who got the... Did you get a hard pass on that one, Lenny? Yes. Um, I have 85 and I rolled 50. Is that a... All right, so that's a regular pass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Lenny got a hard pass So because he rolled... Less than half oh, of his okay. total. Okay. Oh, oh my God! But more so than that a fifth. just that just clicked like for the first time. Yeah, Eight it's episodes regular, and it just hard yeah. and extreme. That's why you made me do so much math. Exactly. <laughs> so, Lenny, you last saw the guy writing down stuff, and it looked like he might have probably stored it in the podium. Just kind of uh, peek behind it when he runs to the back. As you peek behind it, you do see the last list of people that were there for an auction. Trip. I mean, uh, I guess I could take it. It might come in handy. <laughs> oh, no, I can't take a picture of it, so I'm going to have to rip it out, I guess. All right. So you take a piece of paper out from there. Give me a stealth roll to see how stealthfully you can... Rip this paper out. You got it, dude. Swipe it. <laughs> I love that now you're like, I don't steal. You're like in the fucking mob. <laughs> Oof, not too stealthy, though. <laughs> Phil? All right, so you reach behind the podium, pull out the book, it starts to drop to the floor. Fumble. Give me, give me another roll Give it to push this. All right. 30 will do it uh, it's not a hard pass but it's a pass it's okay it's a pass so you catch the book as it's dropping pick it up real quick look around you see the door open to the coat check as the door is open in the coat check you quick rip out the piece of paper and like a cough real loud while I'm doing it <laughs> <laughs> and put the yeah. 
put it back under the podium. <laughs> All right. So, guys, in that case, I'm going to send you guys a group text here. Got it. A anyone else get it? Uh, working on it. Yeah. There it is. Okay. So now you have a list of all the attendees. On the back of that paper, there is also phone numbers. Hmm. It looks like the phone numbers correspond with each name. 17, really? <laughs> Boy, you about as Spanish as Rion Seacrest. Sit your ass down with your friend. It's not, it's not the same Rion Seacrest. Different Rion. Well, let's see the Russian names. Yeah, I was going to say eight and nine are questionable. What was the uh, rich socialite's name? Gordon Riles, number 10 on the list. That was the wealthy socialite. Oh, okay. Uh, look at that. The people that canceled. Yeah, there were, there were two spots that were canceled on the list there. It looks like they may have been a husband and wife couple. Uh, but they were they were replaced by uh, Lenny and Heather. Does it have the Covington's number on the corresponding page? Yeah, it does. It has it has their numbers crossed out on the back of the page. Okay, but legible. But legible, you can still see them. Uh, well, I pocket it real quick. Put it in my jacket pocket. All right, you throw that little uh, piece of paper in your jacket pocket, and the guy comes back with a. You know, faux fur, leopard print coat, knee length. <laughs> and he classy. goes, uh, this, 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 this must be the one you were talking about. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. So he hands it to you. And he doesn't seem any the wiser of anything that has been taken from the podium. I think they said they don't have any cameras here, right? Right. Do you guys uh, bounce or talk to this guy? I, I would think we leave. All right. Do I know that? Do I know that Lenny stole it? Like, you saw him do it. Okay. Yeah, you were right there. I'm probably gonna give it to you anyway. But you guys now have this list of names. Once we get to the car, I hand you the paper. I say, uh, just in case it's uh, important later. Uh, you know, homicide ain't investigating no more, so you might need it. Hang on a minute. Oh my God! You're not like the coat check ticket. All right, so anything else you want to accomplish for the day, for Sunday? Nothing particularly. Maybe stop and get some food on the way back. But otherwise, you know, I've been out all day. Yeah. Ish. All right, so you guys uh, head on back home, grab some food on the way. Uh, Walter, you've been working all day on the restoration and the uh, translations, right? Yes, indeed. Probably took a little trip over to Little Pete's, grabbed himself an Italian hoagie at some point. Okay, very good. So we're going to take that out to Monday then. Unless you wanted anything else to do on Sunday. Well, uh, I mean, how is that translation coming along? It's been uh, at least a full It looks day like you're almost change. done it. Any of it making any sense? Or am I, like, kind of finding words here and then, you know, word three sentences later? Yeah, you're kind of... Back? You're kind of... Picking it, picking it out because um, 
again, you don't really know Russian, so you're kind of... Yeah, totally. If only you knew someone who knew Russian. Yeah. <laughs> well, until I have a better idea of what it says, I'm not sure I want to go showing this. Thing. So you're picking out things here and there. It takes you all night. But come Monday, uh, did you go home that night, Walter, on Sunday night? Or did you, did you really burn the midnight oil? Yeah, he probably would need to take a shower at some point. So, yeah, I mean, he'll probably go home, shower, get some clean clothes, and come back. All right. Come back the next morning? Come back later in the evening. Later in the evening. Okay. All right. So, Walter, I'm going to say you spend all night there. You lock up this store. Definitely. But you do spend all night there translating. And I'm going to say you get about two days' worth of translation in. Uh, just burning that midnight oil. That's what he likes to do. He never gets the chance to do this kind of stuff. Takes you a long time. Yeah. But around five in the morning, uh, before the, about two hours before the sun comes up, you finally finish the translation of the paper. And here's what it says. Oh, man. It says, I have seen it, the Windwalker. It lumbered and stomped in from a blinding white blizzard. Its eyes glowing furious with anguish, appearing in the form of some horrific mockery of a human shape, but terribly large, bluish and gaunt, with limbs that stretched gruesomely long. The head guard, Zaitsev, fed prisoners to it, to appease the ancient thing. He told me as he led me to my death that in the small village in which he was raised, they had to make sacrifices to the old one annually. But here... At Nuralag, the blasphemous thing drew close much more frequently. Zaitsev said that it was drawn to our gulag camp because of what we had resorted to, which I dare not speak of. The howl of the great abomination is maddening. It induces fear that one is prey for something ferocious and unstoppable. Yes, I managed to escape, but have no idea how and found myself covered in blood and with this vile token you now see before you gripped in my hand. As madness led way to lucidity, I tried to dispose of it, but the damned thing wouldn't let me. I found that the object kept drawing me back to it. It was bringing with it visions of that grotesque, abhorrently large, emaciated figure. Was it calling out to me? I felt a strange connection to it when I held the token, almost a longing to be with it. My hope is that encasing this in iron will break its spell on me, as I have heard tales of iron having power over evil magic. Whether this is mere folklore has yet to be seen. That's what the note says. Hmm. He ponders that for a minute, and he's like, well, wait a minute. And he goes to the statue and shakes it. Shakes it. Okay, give me a listen. His what token? Something... Sixteen is a pretty good listen roll. Sixteen is a very good listen roll, but is it an extreme? Oh, he's only got twenty-nine. No. Is it a hard pass? No. No, it's a few points away. A few points away from hard. Uh, how about the epoxy itself? Is it clear? Yes. Uh, look around. Do I have any bright lights which I could use? Of course you do, yeah. Alright, well I'm going to take one of them and try to shine it through the epoxy and see if I can see inside this thing. 
All right, as you look inside of the thing, uh, taking a deeper, closer look at it, it looks like there are some sort of spokes coming from the inside edge of the statue and leading towards the center of it inside. Hmm. Are they, like, keeping something in place? That's what it might seem like. Okay. Hmm. Shit. He grudgingly sighs at the realization of what he probably has to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, in that case, I guess I would take something like, maybe like an ice pick or something, and uh, try to chip away at the epoxy carefully so I don't make any more damage. All right. Uh, chip away at the epoxy a little bit, doing it carefully. Give me a dexterity roll. Warm these dice up. Yeah, you warm them up. I stand by smashing it like a coconut. Get all the stuff out of it all at once, like a pinata. Yeah. I feel like you should let it out slow like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Seven is pretty damn low. It will actually pass. Okay. Seven is very low. All right. So you managed to chip away just what you need from this epoxy. Break it back open again. So it's back to, it's basically back to its state before you started messing with it. All right. Uh, maybe try to get a better look now that the epoxy's not there. Shine that light in there one more time. See if I can see what's going on with these So okay, You can get a better angle now. Yeah. And you do see it looks like these spokes are leading to something in the center of the statue, kind of suspending it. Hmm. How many spokes are we talking about? That you can't tell from where you're seeing right now. Hmm. Can I tell how many spokes I would need to detach if I were to remove whatever they're suspending? Give me an education roll. Thirty-six as well within his seventy-seven. Is that is that a hard pass? Yeah, yeah, should be right. That should be a hard yeah. pass, right? Mm -hmm. So you think that from your experience with working with figures like this in the past, there's probably not a way to get whatever is in these spokes without destroying the statue. That's unfortunate. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's a good thing. <laughs> Not if he wants to get paid. Yeah, but would you rather get the money, or would you rather get your hands on the statue, or whatever's inside it, you know? Could be worth so much more. Wait, you're fixing it, but you want to get to the spokes because you want to see what else is in there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And this shop owner paid him to fix something that doesn't belong to her. Yeah, that's another Yeah, I was just gonna, so, yeah. So get that money, and then, you know, we'll probably get it back around here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what he's thinking is more like the long game because he doesn't want to destroy it. Not to mention that, but he does have a reputation uphold as a restorer of antiques. Of course. So. And a thief of Russian literature. <laughs> well, Russian <laughs> uh, journal pages or something, maybe. Oh, that's such a tricky thing because, you know what, I mean, there's no guarantees he'll ever have this opportunity again. That's true. So let's leave Walter off there. It's five in the morning or so. It's very early on Monday. <laughs> He's like super groggy. Hasn't slept in two days. Slipping into insanity. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Losing it already. 
I can see it turning you. Let's go back to Lenny. Lenny, it's early Monday, and if I remember right, Chucky wanted to talk to you. Yeah, I probably got to bed kind of early so I could leave early. Um, he usually beats me there, but I try to beat him there at least. I get there at least half hour, 40 minutes before my shift, at least. All right, so you get there half hour before your shift, and as you get there, uh, you don't see too many other people there. You see some other guys uh, that are coming off of their late shift driving, and you know, they're going home now as you're starting your day. Back my truck in. Back your truck in. Um, you know, there's not much going on right now. There's the coffee. You know, they have the, 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 the coffee station and everything. There's some bagels there. Get my itinerary itinerary or whatever I'll do whatever I gotta do before I mean unless I see him somewhere have a look around no you start your itinerary you get some dock workers to load up your truck with your deliveries for the day and uh, as they're loading up the last little bit you see a silver Chrysler pull up and parks up and out of the passenger seat steps Chucky and uh, he comes out and he's sipping on a coffee he looks over, looks around a little bit, and he goes, Ah! Hey there. Good to see you. Looking good. Leonard. Leonard. Nice to see you, my friend. How about you and I go for a little talk? Uh, let's, in fact, let's just step into your box truck. It's like a cab. It's not a box truck. We'll step in the, the cab. <laughs> so, as you step in, he says, So, Leonard, you were at the gallery, were you not, when, uh, some sort of wild animal or something crashed through. Yes, I've seen everything go down. The craziest thing. I don't think it was an animal, though. Huh, not an animal. What What would be your theory on this there, Leonard? It was a friggin' man. I don't know how they did it. I mean, uh, maybe some kind of smoke bombs or something, but it looked like it was snowing inside. I didn't see a whole lot, but it would look like a guy in a costume. You know, if I gotta be honest. It wasn't a bear. I seen a bear. It, it, it were no dog or wolf. No way. Well, Lenny, see, the thing is, is that there was a lot of chaos that went on there. Uh, from what I heard, anyway. Some guy got his face bit. But I also heard from my good friend, Miss Bella Grosso, that you returned the statue to her amid everything that was going on. Well, somebody uh, grabbed it, tried to run off. Uh, you know, I just kind of felt like uh, it was a... The right move, I don't know. You know, it all happened so fast. Well, I think it was the right move too, Lenny. Well, that's good. And to show you my appreciation, I would like to tell you that not only am I the benefactor of the selling of this art piece, but because you happened to help me out along the way, perhaps after this does get sold, we could give you hmm, 10% of it just to make sure that you were taken care of the way that you took care of this piece of art. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, that's uh, pretty generous, but... Uh, of course, Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. You weren't doing it for money. I know you weren't doing it for money, my friend. You were just doing it because it was the right thing to do. And that is why you were getting rewarded, you see. Well, uh, that's uh, mighty kind. Of Thanks. course, I am a kind and benevolent boss, am I not? Yeah, you know, you're a good boss. Not a bad boss, pretty good. Thank you, Lenny. I do appreciate that. I like casual Fridays. 
<laughs> a gag, I'm sorry. Well, Leonard, let me just tell you that I do deeply appreciate your concern for this piece of art. And it has not gone without noticing. See, sometimes Miss Bella Grosso will just list the person who is the benefactor for the sale as a private collector. And sometimes this private collector happens to be yours truly. That's a lot of money, I assume. You know, uh, this thing seems like uh, kind of one of a kind. Well, we were expecting quite the pull from this sale. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. But... Seems like a lot of heat. Well, I just gotta say, thanks to the heat that came during the auction, we don't know what it's going to go for now. But Miss Bella Grosso has assured me that it is in good hands and is uh, actually being repaired right now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I remember she was yelling something about it. Somebody broke it. It got kicked around a bit when everyone was running around. Well, Lenny, I'm glad you helped out. And I just wanted to let you know that we appreciate you. And that is why we are going to dump about 10% of this hundreds of thousands of dollars into your wallet. Oh, well, gee, well, thanks, uh, boss. Uh, that's uh, quite generous. It was absolutely funny. Might go to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, it takes a family to get things done, Lenny, and you were part of this family, you see. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I've been here a long time. I feel the same way. And he gives you a pat on the shoulder, and he says, I'm starting to think an important part. Oh, no. <laughs> and he leaves your the cab of your truck and continues to sip on his coffee on his way out. Give it a hug before I pull out. All right, so do you go on your deliveries for the day? Yeah. All right. I'll do my thing. All right. So, uh, Heather and Walter... Let's go to Walter, who probably got very little sleep last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a constitution roll, Walter. See how well you kept up. Ugh, he's dragging. He's dragging? Failed your constitution roll? 64 out of 60. Sleepy. Ooh. All right, Walter. Uh, you're, you're kind of dragging your heels, but you did manage to translate that note last night or this morning really mm-hmm. it is monday and i'm gonna say you wake up uh, around noon i mean he has to work at noon so like it might be like you know yeah like your alarm go- i'm gonna say your alarm goes off and you're like oh shit i didn't mean to you know like oversleep like you probably hit your alarm and like the snooze went off kind of thing I believe it. But he did uh, intentionally come back to the the, uh, the bookstore so that he'd be here in the morning kind of thing. I see. So you spent all night at the bookstore and just slept there? Yeah, I went home and showered and stuff like that and uh, probably came back with a little bit of food. I gotcha. You spent all night at the bookstore. After you finished your translation, you fell asleep. You wake up to the door opening. Uh, to the to your study in the back there, and there's Theodore, the other co-owner. And he goes, uh, "Walter, what uh, what are you doing here still?" So, uh, well, I uh, yeah, I was reading something. I just uh, couldn't put it down, and I uh, figured uh, probably be better off uh, sleeping here, just so I wouldn't miss the start of my shift. He says, "Well, not the first time you've done this, Walter." So, 
you know, we'll forgive it. I mean, the, the doors were locked this morning, so that's all that really matters, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't uh, let anything happen all these precious books and gestures around the uh, place. And though it probably comes off sarcasm, or as sarcasm in my voice, in his voice, it would be genuine. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily Theodore is so used to you that he can pick out the uh, disingenuous from what you actually mean. Yeah, that's good. He listens to what I mean, not what I say sometimes. Exactly. Says, uh, oh, but uh, speaking of, I, I guess I better uh, get to it. All right, so you start your day at the bookstore, doing your regular rounds and everything. Think about trying to call uh, Roxborough Memorial Hospital at some point today, see if I can find a room number and or phone number for Millie. All right. Try to work that into the day. So you call Roxborough Memorial Hospital a little later on in the day. Uh, you ask for Mildred Thiebly, and they give you uh, the connection to her room. Ew. After, uh, if they go, okay, yeah, we'll connect you. You hear someone pick up the phone, and they go, uh, uh yeah, can, uh, uh, hello? <clears throat> he clears his throat, he says, uh, Millie, uh, it's Walter, I'm happy to hear from you. Oh, Walter! I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear from you. Uh, likewise, yeah, we we were all so worried about you uh, after the last time I saw you, uh, and then uh, you know not seeing you at the restaurant, and then uh, all the the business with your home. Uh, he thinks about it and pauses for a moment. He says, "You uh, you haven't been back to your house, have you?" He says, "No, I haven't been back there yet." Um, uh, with the progress that I'm making, though, it looks like I'll be home in maybe a day or two. That's wonderful news. Uh, I'm delighted to hear that. Uh, gosh, it's it's been such a, a stressful week. I uh, I ended up uh, stopping down at the fireside and having a few drinks with Heather. And uh, well, gosh, he lets out a long sigh of relief. It's 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 really good. To she hear. says to you, yeah. Uh, Heather told me that she met you. Well, yeah, we uh, we were quite worried about you. Uh, everyone, you know thought the worst at first because there was blood in your house and everything was strewn about as if there was some kind of struggle. Well, she looks away from you a little shyly a little bit. She goes, well, thanks for having a concern for me. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, no face I'm happier to see here at the bookstore. And not that he can, or not that she can see him, but uh, he kind of gestures around to all of his regulars and, uh, you know, uh -huh. his probably favorite desk plant that sits in front of him all the time in his little workstation. <laughs> Casanova. I know, I like his, his uh, poetry. A couple good lines of prose there. So she says, well, Walter, um, I guess at this point I kind of owe you a date. If I'm out of here anytime soon, how about, hmm, I don't know, uh, how about Friday night again? Well, yeah, I mean, any time that you're feeling up to it, uh, you know, I wouldn't rush into anything on a, on account of, uh, you know, just a, a fun evening. We, we could certainly do that uh, any time you're feeling well. But, um, you know, there was one other thing I had wanted to ask you about. Um, yeah? That uh, statue you had mentioned. Um, you know, I, I guess from what you described, uh, I, I can only assume that the statue that was brought to me to repair is the same one. 
So you have my statue? I think? He's, I'm not really 100% sure. I, I never really saw it, you know, before any of this uh, commotion went down, so I, I can't really verify that. But uh, if it is, he kind of pauses for a second, and he's like, uh, you know, a second thought. You don't have any background in any law or, uh, or anything that would kind of pertain to the possession of stolen goods by any chance, do you? She says to you, well, I know a little bit about murder she wrote. About law and such, but nothing that uh, nothing that that obtains to stolen property, really. Mm. Well, that's unfortunate, but maybe not the end of the world. As far as I as far as I know, it you know possessions ninety percent. Uh, maybe unfortunate if other people feel that way as well. The reason I bring it up, Millie, is. Um, the the statue is damaged and I think there's something inside the statue but I don't think I can retrieve it without destroying the statue uh, that being bad enough but um, to go back to the original reason you had uh, you know brought this to my attention I do think the statue is worth considerable I mean at least some sizable amount of money uh, apparently this uh, fellow who created the statue is uh, uh, well, this if it is, in fact, the piece that we're thinking, this may even be an unknown, or previously unknown piece. I mean, I don't want to get too excited or uh, give you any high hopes or anything, but it could be worth a substantial amount of money. Says, oh, really? Well, that's good news. Um, but you have the statue right now? It is in the uh, in the bookstore with me. I've been hired to repair it. Uh, as I mentioned, it uh, received some sort of a crack and uh, needs to be filled back in and probably polished up and maybe toned with a bit of uh, I don't know different uh, materials to try to match the the iron. Well, Walter, um, if you can hold on to the statue until I'm out of the hospital. Um, maybe I can come by and, you know, verify that it's the same one. Well, definitely. I had actually taken some pictures a few days ago. I was thinking maybe I could have them developed and perhaps, um, I mean, how, how are they feeding you there? You want me to bring you a, a sandwich or anything from one of your favorite places in the city or something? Uh, yeah. Actually, the food here is really bad. Uh, any kind of, like... Uh, you know, honestly, what I've been craving more than anything is just a roast pork sandwich. Mm. Well, uh, I don't know if you stopped by Little Pete's. It's one of my favorites. They make great <laughs> sandwiches. I'm sure there's uh, something that could uh, suit your needs. Um, well, tell you what, uh, I'll take a break later today and get those pictures developed and uh, go from there. Perhaps uh, within a day or two, I could uh, stop by and visit you. Says, yeah, I would love that, Walter. You know, just let, just give me a call and let me know when you're going to come by, okay? Yeah, of course. Uh, that, that sounds great. And gosh, it you know, it's really a, a big relief to hear, hear that you're okay and on the mend. Says, yeah, uh, I'm glad that I'm, you know, feeling better myself because apparently I was in really bad shape, but I don't feel that bad, Walter. I got to tell you, I'm 
feeling pretty good for the shape that they told me that I was in before. Well, yeah, I mean, you sure sound healthy. And, uh, I mean, you probably, I mean, obviously she couldn't see him, but, you know, back in the bookstore, he's probably crossing his fingers, you know, somewhere. Like, uh, uh-huh. it seems a little too good to be true, but, you know, he's going with it. Right. Well, she says you well, Walter. Um, I'm looking forward to see, hearing from you again and uh, maybe seeing you, actually. Yeah, same here. Uh, well, rest up and uh, I'll be in touch soon. And she says, okay. You can hear the smile in her voice. Nice. And you guys hang up. Walter's probably got a big cheese smile, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gross. All right, so rest of the rest of... <laughs> Bumping uglies for real. <laughs> real ugly. Just like, um, just like her voice just makes me. Oh, that nasally goodness. You know you love it. <laughs> just the, like the wording that she has. Yeah. I've really been craving a pork sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> the Roast pork. Roast you into pick. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, Heather, what do you do on Monday there? Do I have work? Monday, you do not have work. Uh, I'd probably just go down to see Millie, because now I'm really itching to get her out so I could take her back to old uh, Miss Selena. See what's... Gotcha. Oh, shit. That's right. That'll be fun. Maybe. <laughs> A little nervous. So you go back up to Roxborough Moral Hospital. Uh, the head nurse on Millie's floor says to you, yeah, uh, Millie's been having an incredible turnaround. Um, the one thing, though, is that uh, we got to say that she she has had a very, very healthy appetite. She just eats everything we put in front of her and then wants more. It's kind of almost strange. And uh, they let you into Millie's room, and Millie's there, and she's in her bed, uh... No, she's not in her bed. She is standing next to her bed. She's actually standing up and doing a couple, like, uh, little exercise moves. You know, just like the hold the arms out straight, bend at the knees kind of thing. Yeah, like a Jack LaLanne. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Jack LaLanne kind of workout. She's got one of those hand crush things that you, like, you hold in your hand. For, I don't know what. Make your fingers stronger. I know what you're talking about. The, uh, the grip strength trainers. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, she does not have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing the Jacqueline, like, calisthenics, like, workout kind of thing. And uh, she goes, she turns to you, and uh, as you walk in, she goes, Heather! Hey, nice to see you again. Oh, my God, Aunt Millie. You're, like, up, and are you working out? Like, she says, yeah, you know, I, I can't stand being here much anymore, honestly. It's... I'm waiting for the doctor to tell me I can go home. I just can't wait till he gives me the word. Well, well, what are they? What are they saying? Are they? Do you want me to go ask them? Well, um, they told me that you know, no, no earlier than Thursday that I'd go home. But I'm ready to go now, honestly. Well, I'm sure they know what's best for you. I mean, you've been through a lot. You gotta, I'd say, get your strength back up. But looking pretty. Pretty good. Says, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, too. And she kind of, uh, you know, 
brushes her hair back a little bit. Uh, one more time there, Heather, give me a spot hidden roll. Let me know if you get an extreme. No, it's like really, really bad. <laughs> Eight, Don't worry about it. 84. 84 is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so she you know, just kind of brushes her hair back a little bit and kind of redoes it so that it's in her favorite style where it's kind of covering her face as she is a kind of a shy lady. That being said, uh, she turns to you, Heather, and says, you know, Heather, I just, I just want to say thank you for being so concerned about me and everything. You know, you don't... I know you got your own life and all, but thanks for looking out for your old aunt. Of course, Millie. I love you. I was so worried about you. Listen, I do appreciate that, but I'll be home soon, hun. Okay? All right. I can't wait to see you in your own, in your own house. And uh, you guys kind of part ways at that point. Heather, uh, what do you do for the rest of the night? Um, it's Monday. Um, I don't know. Maybe like just normal things. Maybe read some of that horoscope book. Horoscope book. Okay. Read through your horoscope book. Let's see what Lenny does for the rest of Monday. Had his phone ring sometime that e evening, maybe between 7 and 8 or so. Okay. Uh, Lenny calls Heather up. <laughs> and it's ringing, I guess. Oh, right. There's no caller ID because I was going to... I was going to be like, Heather, who's this? this? <laughs> <laughs> Who answers the phone like that? That's rude. It's, it's very rude. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Hey, uh, Heather, this is uh, Lenny. Uh, what's going on? How, how are things? Really good. Uh, so I went to see my aunt. She's like a superhero. She's doing, I feel like she might look better than she looked before. She was working out. Yeah, good for her. Um, you know, I was, uh, I really didn't expect too much, especially from what I heard. Uh, you asked me to look into, um, you know, what might have happened, ask around a little. Uh, yeah. Well, I might have a little more information for you, or it's more like, it's more like advice. Um. um I suggest you leave that statue alone and, uh, you know, maybe tell your aunt not to pursue it. I don't think, uh, I don't want to see you get hurt again. Oh my god, you're really freaking me out. I mean, my aunt's kind of, like, obsessed with it. I think it has that effect, honestly, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of been thinking about it a lot, but, uh, you know... <laughs> well, I mean, I trust you, uh... Therein lies the problem. It's, it's just kind of dangerous, and it seems like, uh... You know, some somewhat nefarious individuals might have their eyes on it. Uh, you know, better not tempt fate. And that's the most I can say. Well, I mean, if you say say so, I don't, I don't, I don't even like it. It's like hideous. But all right, I trust you. Yeah, but you've been thinking about it too, though, right? I've I been mean, thinking about it a lot. I can't stop picturing what it looks like. I don't know if that's just because it's gross or. I've been doodling it at home. I'm learning to draw. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sketches all over your house. Right. <laughs> you fucking madman. No, not quite, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It is a little weird. Why uh, do you, you like it? 
gives me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, I'm not much of a nut guy, but that's the first thing uh, you know they ever caught my eye. I guess. Oh my god. So Walter, what do you, what do you do that night, Walter? Uh, well, a few things during the day. Um, I'd like to reset that epoxy as early okay. as possible, and also I'd okay. like to drop off that roll of film for some one-hour uh, developing. Okay. Um, I don't know if there are one-hour photo spots in the in '85. That's okay if it's not three out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about two? I mean, that's fine too. <laughs> You can probably pick up your pictures the next day. That's perfectly acceptable. Okay. He's just trying to get them in there, make sure the process has begun. All right, so you drop off the pictures to uh, your local... Ritz. Uh, ...photo developer place. Gotta be Ritz. It's all the shops that for photo needs. <laughs> A big Kodak sign. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, I guess uh, there's probably not too much else that he's really worried about right now, aside from finishing those repairs. Um, hmm. Oh, actually, no, there is one other thing. Um, are there any, like, old, uh, hopefully, iron uh, shelves or, like, any, um, I don't know, just old shit lying around the bookstore that I could use to maybe file down and perhaps get some matching iron uh, shavings? Um... Give me a luck roll on that one. Oh, bed frame, maybe. Or actually, shit. What, does he have a bed frame for the uh, little, probably single bed that he has in the uh, place? I'm going to say it's more like a cot. Okay. <laughs> 18. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. That's definitely lucky. All right, so there are some, uh, we're going to say some old... Uh, tables or shelving units or something that are made of iron that you can break down that are we'll say there's a small a small bookcase very small bookcase almost like a nightstand like end table kind of thing I don't think I'll need too much right how big is this crack that we're talking about oh no no you won't need too much at all that's good here I was thinking maybe just maybe I don't know file down a little bit of the legs, maybe. I don't know. I don't want it to wobble, but right. Uh, probably be least noticeable on the bottom, where it's probably scuffed up on the ground anyway. Right. Okay. Do you know this is probably going to require some sort of welding or something? To to file down some shavings from the feet. Oh, just filing down the shavings from the feet. I'm sorry. You're doing that, and you're going to solder it in place. That was the hopes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so you shave off some iron flakes, basically. Okay. Solder those in place. Uh, let me see. For a soldering roll. I was hoping that was going to fall into the whole antique restoration category that he you know, does for a living kind of thing. Yeah, I think it would. I think that's fair. I mean, you're, it's essentially yeah, he's making sense. like a spackle with metal, and you know you could always file it down, and yeah. I mean maybe hide it enough, try to match it the best you can. I kind I kind of get it. I mean, his um, his thoughts would be to like solder it and then sand it down, yeah. and then hopefully like tone the the repaired spot with some of his other restoration. Like I'm sure he has yeah. like spotting markers and stuff like that. Maybe not markers, but. Um, Maybe come up with a custom concoction to try to match the tone of the iron. 
Give me a dexterity roll just to see how steady your hand is while you're doing this. Clickety clack. Uh, with good reason, 68 is not especially steady. Alright, so you start to kind of do this, and you realize that your hand's a little on the shaky side. Do you want to push the roll, or do you want to just leave it at that and maybe try again some other day? Well, I think I don't want to push this roll. I mean, ultimately, I'm hoping that I'm going to be using restoration to finish the job. So, I mean, if anything, I'd probably want to push that. Do you have a restoration like skill? That's his. Yeah, yeah it's under. It's like his art. That's like my craft. best skill, pretty much. I'm sorry, Chad. Let's go back then. Do a restoration roll. Nine. No wait. What, what did you What did you roll first? Let's just use that roll. Sixty-eight. Uh, Which is does that pass your restoration? It doesn't. But I would be willing to spend the luck points to make that. Okay, you can spend the luck points if you want. Mm-hmm. He ain't trying to fail. This is what he does. This is this is gotcha. business. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had an actual restoration skill. Yeah, I mean, uh, I gave him antique restoration. If you want to spend the luck points to pass that, that's fine. Definitely. Uh, n- only eighteen. It's kind of lost. So you're sealing this crack back up, yes? Yeah. Okay. So you seal the crack back up along with whatever is inside of it. Mm-hmm. Number two. And uh, it actually winds, winds up looking pretty good. Takes you most of the day to do it, though. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, well, actually, I mean, he was working till late, so this would probably be another long evening for him, I was kind of thinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say you, you probably get done around midnight. Right. But it looks pretty good when you're done with it. It looks pretty damn good. Uh, well, I would take the time to kind of cover it and stow it away safely so it's hopefully not noticed by anyone. Okay. So you hide it away pretty well in your, in your back study room at the bookstore at Joe Clock's bookshop. And that's going to take us into Tuesday. Tuesday morning. Uh... Heather, you get a call at like 10 in the morning and it is, okay, I'm sorry. Rather than Heather, let's go to Lenny. He wakes up the earliest. Lenny, it's about 6.30 in the morning when you wake up, get ready for work. You uh, Just go to work. Yeah. Uh, nothing special. I mean, not this early anyway. I mean, I know Heather's not awake if she's not just going to bed. Oh. Come on. No. <laughs> I got up at like 10 that one time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I'm aware of um, Walter's possession of the statue at the moment. Uh, however, I assume he's going to give it back to the lady that paid him to fix it. So no harm, no foul, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But Heather, your uh, phone rings at around 11 in the morning. Which is around a little earlier than you usually get up, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, but your phone rings. Uh, do you answer it or do you let it ring? No, I answer, answer it. it. Okay, you answer the phone and uh, the person on the other line says, Hi, uh, is this Heather Snakehole? It is. 
Uh, Heather, um, your Aunt Mildred is getting to be a little riled up. Uh, she really wants to leave the hospital. And if there's any way you could pick her up or send a cab for her or something, she wants to get out of here pretty bad. The doctor has given her the warning that she shouldn't leave. However, she, is, she has signed a form saying that she can leave against doctor's orders. Could you come pick her up or send a cab for her or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get her, but is it, is it, like, what's wrong with her that she's, uh, like, not healthy enough to leave? It's just under the conditions that she came in that the doctors are being cautious that she shouldn't leave, although she, her constitution has just turned around completely. I gotta say, as a, I, I'm not a doctor, I am a nurse, but she looks like she's ready to go home. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick her up. I'll uh, either come in a cab or get a ride. Uh, I'll be there as soon as I can. Okay. So do you call a cab? Do you call someone else? Well, it's like a weekday, so Lenny's working, right? Because I'm really annoying. So yeah. I just constantly... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I <laughs> Can you... <laughs> <laughs> come, come get my aunt she's fucking starving she wants out um yeah i just call a cab and i go down okay so you go up to roxborough memorial hospital and when you get there they direct you back to millie's floor again the nurse says oh uh, yes uh heather was it yes she says well your aunt has had quite the turnaround the only problem that we've had as she's walking you back to the room says the only problem that we've had is that she doesn't seem to be able to get full ever like we feed her and feed her but she doesn't seem to get full uh, any at least on the food that we're giving her and uh she walks back to the room and there's millie she's in bed she's actually pacing around the bed right now and she turns and sees it says heather Heather, have you come to get me because this is just getting silly, me staying here anymore? Uh, yeah, yeah, Millie, I'm uh, here to get you. I hear that you're really, uh, really trying to get out of here. Says, yeah, I, I mean, what's the point of me staying here? I feel fine. Uh, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, but, um, are you sure you're, you're feeling up to it? Well, I know my body speaks to me. And my body tells me that I'm okay to leave. Okay, if, if you're ready to go, uh, I'll, I have a cab out front waiting. I... She says to you, great, I, I've been craving like something, I don't know, meaty, like, like a cheesesteak or a roast pork sandwich or something like that. Walter. Uh, I mean, we can stop and get you something to eat on the way, on the way home. He's like, I just, I just want something fatty and salty and bad for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, get, I get in the mood for that stuff sometimes. We'll stop and get you a sandwich, whatever, wherever you want to stop on the way. All right, so you guys leave Roxborough Memorial, and I'm going to say you guys swing by like a McDonald's or something like that, uh, any fast food hamburger joint. 
And Millie orders two, like, double cheeseburgers kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And as you guys are pulling away, she just devours those two double hamburgers like nobody's business. Oh. Absolutely tears through them. (laughs) I'm so hungry. (laughs) Oh, Millie, you you weren't kidding. You were really, really hungry. Uh, She says, yeah, I couldn't stand that hospital food. Heard you were tearing it up in there with the food too. So yeah, well, you know, it was it just wasn't satisfying. What can I say? I mean, are you are you gaining any weight? I wish I could eat like that. But get that girl a steak. <laughs> <laughs> Says yeah, well, you know, I don't I don't really watch my figure or anything. I just eat what I want to eat. I mean, good for you, but uh, I don't know that. You never eat like this before your accident. Says maybe it's just my body's way of bouncing back. What can I say? Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, that's maybe that's a thing. So you guys get back to uh, her house in the northeast. You drop her off, and she goes uh, to the house. You know, unlocks it, invites you in for a little bit. And uh, she says, wow, this place is really a mess right now. And she starts picking up the books that were strewn about the floor, things like that. Uh, She starts going up the stairs to her room to make sure that everything's, you know, not everything's destroyed up there, too. She comes back down. She says, well, it looks like most of the damage is on the first floor. And Heather, you're looking up at her. Give me one more, last one, spot hidden roll. Fifty. Fifty. All right. So she comes down and she uh, embraces you. She gives you a a hug. And she says, once again, you know, just thanks for looking out for me. And uh, she says, you know, well, I got a lot of stuff to kind of take care of around here. Unless you want to stick around and hang hang out and help. Yeah, I'll help you do. Yeah, you want to put some of this stuff away? Yeah, so... Uh, she just uh, asked you to help kind of tidy the house up, make sure that things are back in order the way that they should be. And uh, let's go back to Walter. So, Heather, you're at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Right now. Uh, and I'm at Millie's, right? You're at Millie's helping her. Clean up her own blood. Organize yeah. stuff. I wanted to ask her if she wants to go somewhere with me tomorrow. Okay, what, what do you want to ask her? Just like, hey, Millie, uh, uh, I was just wondering, would you want to, uh, you know how I'm so in horoscopes and all that stuff. Uh, I asked a psychic about you, and I don't know, I feel like they knew a lot. She says to you, oh, you're not still talking about all that psychic and horoscope stuff, Millie, are you? it's true. I'm telling you. I read them every day, and it's true. It's it's a science. Ugh, Heather, I'll go along with it, but only because you looking out for me while I was gone. Oh, thank you so much. You're going to love it. I'm telling you. She's going to tell you everything about yourself. You're going to be hooked. <laughs> all right. So she agrees to do that on Wednesday. But for the rest of Tuesday, what is Walter doing? Uh, I better pick up those pictures. All right. So you pick up the pictures of the statue and the scroll that was within? No, just the statue. It was just the I statue. decided to not uh, take a picture of the scroll. Okay. 
So you pick up the pictures of the statue, and uh, they all come out pretty grainy, but you can still kind of, you still make out all the details, but they're very grainy photos. Hmm. Like they they appear exposed correctly, but just didn't really come out sharp, kind of, is that what you're saying? Or? It looks like a bunch of dust was on the film, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still recognizable as the piece. Oh, easily. Would, uh, easily, yeah. That? Okay. Well, that's good, at least. All right, well, for documentation purposes. Um, I might also actually pick up a new roll of film, seeing how grainy this is. Maybe I'll go with something a bit more sharp, like a 100 speed or yeah, something. Yeah, lower speed. ISO. Mm-hmm. And uh, plan to take some after-repair pictures. All right. Okay, so you get your film. You got your pictures. Lenny, what are you up to? Uh, just the usual uh, work, and then uh, I think I'm still probably taking it easy from the other day. You know, I ain't, I ain't a young man no more. Um, just uh, keep my head down for the moment. Okay. All right, Lenny. So the rest of Tuesday goes by. Uh, Hang on. There was one other thing, though, that I was hoping, hoping to take care of before the end of the yes. day. Uh, I'd like to... Um, I think back to the uh, day of the auction. Was it Officer O'Shaughnessy or something like that? Or O'Malley? Shaughnessy? Um, Did he give me his contact number? Uh, He just gave you the number of the the general number of the uh, uh, Balakinwood Police Department. Okay. Uh, Well, then I would like to uh, try to reach out to him and see if I can get some legal advice. Okay, so you call Balakinwood Police Department. After a couple transfers, you eventually get to uh, someone who picks up the phone and says, uh, this is Shaughnessy. Uh, yes. How are you, officer? Uh, my name is Walter Pendergast. We had spoken not that long ago at the Ventucci Art Gallery. He's, yes, yes. Uh, what, can, what, what can I do for you, Mr. Pendergast? Well, I was hoping you might be able to give me some legal advice. Um, I believe I am in the possession of stolen goods which were brought to me for repair. And uh, I guess uh, I I can't verify that, unfortunately. But hypothetically, um, were this to be stolen goods and I were to return them to the person who hired me to uh, repair the uh, damage to it, what does that mean for the original owner? I mean, do they still have any claim to this, if it is in fact theirs? Is there any proof that it belongs to who claims to own it? Well, I mean, I'm 99% sure that it does belong to the person I think, but the person who hired me to fix it is someone else who obtained it somehow. I don't know that either. either. But uh, I, I suspect the person who contacted me about this piece of artwork in the first place would have some records of her inheritance. Says so if there's an, any sort of actual paper trail that could lead back to who you're talking about, uh, then perhaps you would have some sort of leg to stand on. But just word of mouth is not enough to have any sort of... Uh, can conviction or anything like that yeah of course um well i basically wanted to check in with you because i am planning to return this piece of artwork to the person who hired me to do the job but my suspicions being what they are 
I figured I'd uh, at least inquire so I'd uh, be able to inform the uh, I believe uh, proper owner of what some of the options may be uh, Officer Shaughnessy says to you well if you can come up with again any sort of proof to back it up would really help your case of course well uh, I appreciate all the insight thank you he says no problem and uh, hangs up the phone so uh, that's going to take us out of Tuesday unless anyone else is doing anything huge huge okay so Tuesday night as you guys are home, the uh, 10 o'clock news comes on. Or the, I'm sorry, the 11 o'clock news comes on. During the news, they mention another, some sort of wild animal attack. Uh, this time, it was in the uh, Independence Park downtown. It happened late that night on Tuesday around uh, 10 o'clock. So about an hour before the broadcast. So it kind of opens up with the animal attack and uh, there were several people that were injured during the attack uh, however no one was killed any eyewitness reports of what they saw uh, yeah actually they come up uh, across uh, someone who's you know looks wild eyed and they're like it, it looked like a, like some sort of uh, ice covered bear or something like that or, or uh, a man that was just enormous. I, I don't know exactly how what, what to say. And then it cuts off and goes to the next person uh, who says, uh, yeah, I'm just lucky to get out of there alive. Uh, there was so much snow around and everything that it was hard to see. Freaking knew that guy was a guy in a costume. <laughs> huh, that's pretty strange. Uh... But all you guys see that okay. news broadcast. Are they saying it's like a specific animal? Like, are they saying animal attack? They're saying animal attack because of the wounds that the survivors have uh, suffered. The eyewitnesses just seem to think it's some sort of animal that has attacked them. Why would freaking art thieves be attacking random people? Yeah. I mean, seems like a lot just to create a story about an animal attack in an art gallery. Let's say, is there like a helpline, you know, like on the news when they're like, if you have any information about this? Uh, at the end of the, at the end of the news broadcast, they do give a tip line. Uh, not during that segment or anything, but at the end of the news broadcast, they say, uh, you know, if you have any... If you see news happening. Point reporters. Yeah. If you see news happening. That's what it is. It is what it is. Oh my God. If you see news happening, please call. And they give it, they do give a number at the end of it. Hmm. Well, I don't think uh, Walter would put things no. together Mr. necessarily because I mean he didn't really he didn't really see all that went down at the other he's, place. He's thinking about Italian. Though he heard about it. Yeah. I probably call Lenny and I'm like, "Are you fucking seeing this? That's the monster that attacked us." Okay, monster monster is an excessive term, <laughs> but uh, you know I assume you you you're using it loosely, as there are no such things. <laughs> or a guy in a costume. It's the more likely, you know, story. Monster. The hell out of here. But yeah, I've seen it. Uh, it seems like a lot to go through uh, just to cover your tracks. I mean, why uh, 
risk getting caught attacking somebody else. There's not even Who any knows, art uh, to steal in the park. I mean, uh, maybe they was carrying some. Uh, second thought: Would um, would uh, Walter perhaps put a connection together between the scroll that he read and that newscast? Uh, the scroll that he read. What kind of connection do you think he might have there? Well, I mean, uh, just the the attacking part. Uh, just like the random... Uh, well, going back to what uh, he read about, like, feeding the beast to, like, uh, you know, satiate him or whatever. Uh-huh. <gasps> I, I just remembered that. Oh, in, my God. In a Russian gulag. Not, yep. not to be confused with yeah, a show that's, that's currently airing. <laughs> season four on Netflix. Don't forget. Where part of this season takes place in one, where something similar is happening. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so my oh, assumption shit. is they stole it from Lovecraft. They might have. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, if uh, Walter's not putting anything together like that, um, I don't know. There's too much else that uh, that he can really do. Um, Maybe uh, before it gets too late okay. on uh, Tuesday, mm-hmm. give uh, Vanessa Bellagrosso a call. Okay. So you call up uh, Bellagrosso. Uh, do you call the uh, gallery or her home number? No, no. It's later in the evening. I'll give her the home number a call. I figure she probably wouldn't right, know So you give the house. home number a call? You hear the phone pick up. And you hear her on the other end... Uh, Yes, hello. Uh, good evening, Vanessa. This is Walter Pendergast. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Pendergast. Uh, what can I do? What can I help you with? Well, I uh, apologize for the lateness of the call, but I thought you'd be interested to know that the repairs have uh, come across pretty well. Oh, that's the, wonderful uh, to hear. That is so wonderful to hear. I thought you might think so. Is there a convenient time for you and I to uh, reconvene and... uh... Chess, would you prefer to come to the gallery or would you prefer me to come to your bookstore? Well, I do work from 12 to 8 uh, during the weekdays. If you'd like to stop by, you could certainly do that or I could uh, try to get to the studio after 8. She says, yes, uh, why don't you come to the gallery? Tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, yes? That's perfectly acceptable. Uh, what time can I be expecting you? Uh, the traffic shouldn't be too heavy uh, after 8 o'clock uh, on a Wednesday, so I'd say uh, shoot for 9 o'clock, provided there's no traffic jams. Since, uh, yes, and 9 o'clock would be very nice. Uh, I will be in the office at the gallery, and uh, I will see you then. Excellent. I look forward to our meeting. All right, guys, we're going to call the episode there on that note. Um, I don't think we did luck Luck rolls rolls last time. Let's do luck rolls this time. Roll one ten-sided die. I've been waiting all day. (laughs) Give me all the luck. Seven. Yeah, seven. Two. Uh, before we go, guys, I just want to give a quick shout out to Blaine the Fourth, who has been doing all of our music for us. Nerd. Uh, you can check him out nice. on Instagram at Blaine the Fourth, and he has all kinds of great music that you can check out too. 
but until next time, guys, we get together. Remember, sanity is overrated. Hey. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. You can email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.